This is Axel Abreu, and you're listening to the Hillbilly Wrecker Podcast Radio. The Hillbilly Wreckers Podcast is sponsored by Chicago Pizza Authority on Summit Street in Elgin. Take advantage of the school night special, a 16-inch one-topping thin crust pizza plus a two-liter of soda of your choice for just $18.99. Carry out and delivery only. The Hillbilly Wreckers podcast is also sponsored by Pow Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. For your family law issues such as divorce, child custody and visitation, support and adoption, contact Chris at 815-355-8194 or through his website, hofflegal.com. A special thank you to Fonzie and the Dago Tees for use of their song, King of the Hill, as the Hillbilly Records theme song. Welcome back, everyone, to the Hillbilly Records Podcast. And I'm telling you, things have been happening here, there, and everywhere. But first and foremost, Wrecker Starlight Invitational. We didn't have a chance to talk about this on the last show, and I'm sorry that we didn't, but this was definitely a uh, big thing here. Uh, new promotion, new opportunity. So how was that? Oh, it was a great experience. My mom came out. My uncle came out. There was a bunch of fans from Powell. Mm. Uh, they came out there. It was a great experience. Like, it was a lot of fun. I always watched broadcasting, you know, hearing the wrestlers being announced and stuff growing up. And you just kind of like, you always mimic that a little right. bit. And then watching like Bruce Buffer growing up for the UFC fights and threw in a little bit of that okay. with that. And uh, watching Justin Roberts too. So I kind of had like, you know, before the show started, did like a little interaction with the crowd get them okay. like warmed up a little bit and then as soon as i started reading the cards i went to like bruce buffer mode and like <laughs> called their names like you know like how he does and everything right. and a awesome. lot of the guys in the back were like this is your first time doing it like yeah this is my you know first okay. time ever doing you know the, the you know announcing for wrestling or whatever and like man it sounds like you've been doing it for a while like you well, got the you voice got for it. Like, do so it. You got like, in a moment. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, like thank, you know, Heathen and Amber for actually, you know, giving me the opportunity to get to do it the first time. And, you know, big thank you for that to them. Hey, for um, that. With them being something new, are, do you know if they're going to uh, run again? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I don't know. But if they call me, we can there you, talk. So <laughs> There you go. I mean. <laughs> Well, interesting to know. I'm glad they had a good time. Uh, Michael Bear Photography definitely caught some great shots of you. Yeah. You know, doing it. You oh, like yeah. you were having a great time. With I was. It, so. I was having a great time. So <laughs> thank you, Michael Bear Photography, for doing that. Um, yeah, nice. thank, just thank you very much. Awesome. Just thanks. Well, <laughs> fans, as you know, last week when uh, Dazzling Donnie was on, uh, we had an interruption type of call from Christopher Hedford. It came down to it. I told him to put up or shut up. Uh, he confirmed it kind of on the radio, you know, yeah, as he call in. Haven't heard nothing yet. So, you know what? The show must go on. So, what I have done uh, on such short notice also, have brought in one of the top baby faces here in POW Entertainment. Great sensation. Fan favorite. The one and only Axel Abreu. And thank you for coming on to the show. I appreciate it. I'm going to just jump right into it. The uh, Pride Show. Yeah, yes. You were put, put in with newly crowned Mason Perks of the Midwest title, uh, Quinn Whittock, which has made a name for himself on the independent scene, and Axel Rico. Mm -hmm. Now, it looks like you guys, Battle of the Axels, we're going to have to... <laughs> <laughs> get into this i heard a few uh on the real axle or you know there can only be one <laughs> going on so well, what was your take on that nick uh a feud that i can see happening here in pow mm -hmm. you know the real axle has to prevail well first things first i want to say thank you guys so much for what what the oh what started uh, without me uh, well, yeah, uh, you never confirmed uh, you know, that one time, like on you know last week on the phone. Hold on, for everybody listening, I've arrived. The guest has arrived, and you replaced me with Axel because I'm a little late. 
Are you serious? Well, I mean, uh, we do have a show to do. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's a thing called a schedule oh, here, pizza. pal. Shh, shh, shh. I got pizza. Hold on. I gotta get some pizza. What is? Uh, wait a minute. Hey. What? That that's yeah. supposed to be eaten after the show. Why can't I eat it now? Why are you? Why am what? I talking to you? Uh, can we can we start this? Why don't you know? Why don't you? Hey, Axel. Hey, you know what? You know, if you would have been here on time, this wouldn't have happened. All right. So you know what? That's fine. Go ahead and take your chair. Take your little spotlight. My chair. I'm gonna go ahead and take this pizza. I'm gonna take my mug. Well, I mean, hey, hey, what? my mug. I'm gonna go. Where am I supposed to drink? Well, that's over my here. Where am I supposed to drink? Well, well I'm sorry, I mean, man. I mean, it was for the guest. I am the guest. Uh, a late guest. What's the matter? All right, I'm here. Let's do this. All right. Well, that's a, a bit awkward well, now. And what? First of I'm all, here. Ask questions. What's up? First of all, I'd like to know how in the hell. Did you manage to get Tyler Sullivan back into POW after he already lost a loser must leave POW match? That's All right. a I great mean, question. Okay. That. Ask the Jazz. I mean, he doesn't even. There's a lot about Jazz you don't know. He's a Chicago legend. Yes. That's right. All right. But I don't get it. Sean Priest. I get it. Tyler Sullivan. Logan Steele. Someone out of the blue? Yeah. I needed some muscle, didn't I? Took okay, fire. here. Let, here, let's... Fine. I'll, here, let's... Let's... Horrible. Okay. Look, I'm here. Let's do this. I agreed to do this. Nice, calm, collected. Let's do this, right? So... All right, so... To answer your question. Yeah. So, Tyler Sullivan. So, the night of Rage, my contract was set to expire at midnight. Now, I knew that was happening. I didn't let that out to the public because... That was something between me and Jimmy. That was something uh, that Jimmy handles, and he, you know, usually takes care of the renewal of the contracts. And I let, I put the ball on his court, and normally he would have taken care of that. Anyway, when I realized that wasn't happening, and I made that announcement that night, I already had a problem, and. I talked with Tyler before his match against Joey Chichi. I may or may not have manipulated that contract a little bit. <clears throat> Maybe re-signed him to another contract. <clears throat> so, so in other words, you've already started this ball rolling. The day, know, I f- the day that I found out that my contract was expiring and Jimmy Blaze decided not to do anything about it, you better believe I had a little bit of an issue. And uh, I'm sorry, Pops, but you always taught me to protect my own ass, right? Yes, I did. And that's what I I'm was, doing. You <laughs> kind of have gone the back alleyway instead of just face, facing it straight forward, okay? Yeah, you cover yourself, but you have manipulated the, the video screen. You have manipulated the sound. The fans pretty much... The locker room, Jimmy in public turned around and came out and asked you to come back because of the leader that you were. As ring crew, which is the lowest man on the totem pole ever. Not, no, no. How do you figure it's the lowest one? Come on. No, I mean, the ring's got to get set up anyway, like somehow, right? Yeah, and that, that was a job that I took on in the past. But I led the crew that took down... And handled that ring. He had the nerve to rehire me as ring crew. I am not the lower man on the totem pole. I was not going to be that person again. But I went along with it. And then when he wanted me to do security, I did it. And that was just the beauty of it. Watching and listening to everybody talk about who this masked character was and why this was happening. And it was just a thing of beauty. Well, evidently all the years of you seeing me edit and produce TV and so forth. I guess you picked up your little that's right. trade here and there. That, that's right. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. You know, when I was it. on commentary, this whole time video would be popping up. The guys on commentary had no idea who it was. You're in the crowd. The Correct. video's going on. Nobody thought it was you. So, yeah, I guess let's back up a little bit, right? Before I was hired back as ring crew... I came as a fan. I paid the money to sit there and watch. And waiting 
waiting and waiting for Jimmy to admit that he was wrong by not ex- to not extending my contract, to not hiring me back, and none of that happened. And I just sat there and watched. And believe me, Powell needed a commissioner. Powell needs somebody to sit there and help run and help Jimmy Blaze. Jim made a good point is that he's slowing down his in-ring yeah. career. I was just going to say that. And... You know, I mean, kind of like that he can from there. he can be commissioner. He can be the owner that he won't be the commissioner. I was. Wow, well, he's still I the mean, owner. That's fine. Owners sign checks. Commissioners run business. Well, I mean, I, it seems like he's been running a pretty strong. You know what? Twenty plus years. You know what? Fine. So, you got a point. You know what? Yes, Powell's the okay. longest running independent in Chicago. Right. Now, here. don't don't forget. Good job, Jimmy Blaze. Don't forget your roots. Oh my! I, your roots have been in POW. That's right. Because you've actually made your very first in-ring debut. Correct. With POW Entertainment. That's right. With Jimmy Blaze. Yeah. You were out there. Okay. So your roots run deep being in the business. Your record speaks for itself in regards of basically following in the Footsteps that I've done in regards of refereeing, yep. the independent scene, and then working your way into uh, a management gig. Right. But there's a certain amount of dignity that goes with it. What you done was back alleyed your way and manipulated the whole situation. You have got in your possession the keys of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, I sure do. All of them. I sure do. And by the way... So we'll, we'll loop back to this topic, but since we're on the keys of the kingdom topic here, um, Power Entertainment, uh, whoever's running that Facebook page, whoever's running their social media, um, I know Power Cameras caught up with us, and my crew and I, we filmed the promo. We filmed the video, and hmm, it's nowhere to be seen. So Jimmy Blaze, Power Entertainment, if you're listening, maybe you should put that video up because... Uh, uh, maybe I'm a little. Maybe I'm deserved of that that video. Maybe I. Maybe the fans want to see something. Maybe you should put that video up, or maybe I should just hack the system again and maybe just do my own thing. What do you think? Uh, mm-hmm. You don't need to be hacking the system. Okay. All right. Okay. So Can anyway, back back to your your question. I have plenty of dignity left. Okay, I have plenty of dignity, and you're right. My roots are within Pow. Yes. Pow was. My family, okay? But when I was released, there were five people that reached out to me. Four of them you have seen. And I'll leave it at that, okay? But no one no one cared about me. No one cared about how I felt. Nobody cared about the blood, sweat, and tears that went into what I did for POW. Nobody cared about it. Nobody asked me how I was doing. Nobody thanked me for my efforts. Nothing. It was a flick of a switch, and I was gone. Well, the show must go on, and you've my you know my door is always open. You could have talked to me about it, but you chose. What are you going to do go for silent? Me? What are you going to do for me? What do you mean? What am I going to do? What for What me? are you going to do that would have helped me? I would have had the chance to oh talk, talk with talk. Jimmy and tell him that I'm deserved of a spot when he clearly doesn't give a shit because he let my contract expire. Did you ask him if it was a mistake? Of course I did. And no, Jimmy has not given me one reasonable explanation of why he let it expire. Not one. So Jimmy, uh, maybe you should tell me or maybe you should address it because there was never an explanation really given for all the hard work and everything I did and gone. Poof. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't make well, contracts. I can't tell you why he made that decision. But Okay. Well... Put it this way. Now, evidently, you have put everybody on high alert in regards of the tactics that you're doing. Mason with the Midwest. Yep. Spade with the heavyweight. Correct. And the tag, IPA. All right. So are you putting all of them on high alert? Or what is your plan here? Because evidently, you have a lot of hatred towards Jimmy. Jimmy's already talking about backing out of the in-ring career. 30 plus years in the ring. All right. What makes you think that you're going to get any type of title shots or move your crew anywhere up the card if Jimmy is going to control the matches now instead of the commissioner? 
Jimmy's not going to have a choice at the end of the day because we hold the power. We hold the keys of the kingdom. And let me tell you, we are not going down easy. All of my guys are in this together. And we have one plan, and that is to take over, take the gold, get the money, and run Powell. It's very, very simple. Oh, you've got you you've got some fierce talent. You've Still, got the hard way to do it. You got the tools to do it. So yeah, all I, it's all I be know, scary. All I know is that you're gonna turn around and poke your chest out, and somebody's gonna cave it back in. If anything, you have had to have learned that you've put yourself more at risk than being the commissioner, because now you're out there at the ring. And you stick your nose in where it don't belong. Jimmy nor Pow Entertainment's responsible if you mm-hmm. get smacked around. See, I beg to differ because as a commissioner, you had you probably wouldn't understand this. I had a target on my back the whole time as commissioner, whole time. Because no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how many opportunities you give, you have that target on your back. Because you have people that look at you that they hate you for the decisions that you made that make the business run. For a lot of the back end stuff that people don't realize. So this way, I have protection. And I have a crew to worry about. Well, yeah, evidently you do. Well, first of all, like you said, Tyler Sullivan got himself back into POW. He sure did. As jazz. So technically, you know. uh, he did leave POW. So loser leaves POW. His yeah, contract he, he... might, at that point, might have advised him to leave POW permanently. But that's where I came in and manipulated that contract a little bit, and he just left Powell for the night. And the next day, his new contract started. Um, He was just not actively on the roster, which, see, this is how my brain works, and this is why I was in the commissioner role, because Joey Chichi left, okay? Mm -hmm. That left the spot open. There went Tyler's new contract. So Tyler was back on the roster, just inactive. Well, I'm telling you, you need to be careful because – you have definitely shocked the locker room. You have uh, crossed paths that I don't think you should have crossed. And you think I don't know this? No, I'm. This is a plan. This is a plan that has been going on since November. Ever since I found out, this is something that I've been working on and planning and coming up with, and everything just came together at Summer Explosion. And this is just the beginning. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. And I'm going to eat some more pizza. Back, yeah, you eat some pizza. I'm going to eat some pizza. Because I'm going to ask you, actually, where did you get your managerial Wait. credentials? So we'll be right back, folks. Where's, where's the extra pizza? Hey, everybody. This is referee Brian Allen. You're listening to Hillbilly Wreckers Podcast. Fans, we know that sometimes life can throw some curveballs. If you're in need of family law advice, talk to Pow Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. All right, guys, we are back with Hillbilly Records. We have Chris Hedford here on the show. Uh, he was ta- talking to us about why he did what he did. Now the next question is the attack on Don. Why Why did you attack Don? Yeah, why you know, Donnie? Like, see, everybody's wondering, why Donnie this? Why Donnie that? Poor Donnie. What? what? Okay, it could have been anybody. It could have been Tommy McCobb. It could have been Ax- whoever was in that that Keys of the Kingdom, right? Whoever was in that. It could have been anybody. But mm. Donnie just was the, one of the last participants. So that's just how the cookie crumbled. All right. Well, I tell you what. Donnie is preparing for uh, Logan Steele. So we'll Good. see what happens. As there. he should be. Is he lifting weights? Is he, is he strengthening that knee up? What is he doing? Because... I can tell you, Logan's in the gym, Logan's been practicing, and he is coming to take Donnie out. Very simple. All right, we'll yeah. see what's going on with that. So. Is, look, you know, and Donnie's had a great career. Kudos to Donnie for what he's done, right? But now it's time for new blood. Now it's time for some new faces. And, and again, it's nothing personal, Donnie. It, that's just how it happened. All right, well, we'll see what happens. All right, well, uh, we're going to get to the next segment here. And we're going to do uh, who went over in this time in history for wrestling. Uh, and uh, I don't know. But I, can we just talk about – I want to talk about me. No, I don't want to. Well, you came on the show. This is my segment. 
This is my time. So you're yeah, going to sit yeah. there and you're going to answer these questions, whether you like it or not. You know, what? I'm getting really, I'm getting the dry mouth. You guys got something, to, you know, I, you know, maybe I should just, you got something to drink. I really don't want to do this part of the segment though. I just, well, uh, we talk about me anymore. Or yeah, maybe if you want something to drink, yeah, you know, I'll get you something to drink after you do record segments. Uh, you know what? I don't feel like it. <sighs> well, uh, we're going to do it. So, yeah. yeah. All, right. Uh, All right. All right, Mr. Choo Choo, let's go. WWF at, uh, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, at the fairgrounds, June 22nd, 1996, we got Mark Marover, Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Who went over? Hmm. <sighs> if I had to guess, what year was this? 1996. I think it was Hunter. No, Mark Marrow with a pin on a reversal. Typical. Okay. Oh, right. Right. And is right. that it? 0 for 1. No, no, we got two yeah, more. We got two more You can here. count. Congrats. We got uh, WWF and uh, Philadelphia at the Core State Center, June 20th, 1997. Vader versus Goldust. Who went over? Well, my mind goes to Vader, but, mm, you know what? Let's go Goldust. Well, maybe you should have stuck with Vader because Vader is the one who pinned Goldust. Uh, All right. You know, this is why I didn't want you know to do this need stupid to... segment. Yeah, well, well, well let's see. A good manager this one. knows See, that's in the past. This I, I'm worried about the present. I'm worried about the future. <laughs> Come on. All let's right. Go. WWF, Houston, Texas at the CompQ Center, June 19th, 1998. WWF champion Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mankind. Who went over? Mm. You know what? Okay, answer the question. <sighs> Mankind. Nope. Stone Cold with a stunner. Wow. Struck out. Hee-haw. Wow. <laughs> Congrats. All right. Well, uh, See, this is why I didn't want to do this, because you're going to try to make me look stupid. These are probably trick questions. No, okay. no. Not no, trick. I, not trick. Not. These are All right. legit matches yeah, here. Uh, Studio 444, you have all... Did you get my water? Life. Where's my water? Telling me to go get your water. You said you were going to give me water if I did this little stupid segment. Well, you got another one to do. You got the records rapid. What kind of podcast questions. is this? All right. What, what what else we got? All right. These are quick rapid questions. Well, uh, yeah, we got three rapid wrecking questions. Here we go. All right. What's your favorite breakfast item? Egg whites. What is your favorite spot to eat after a show? Spot to eat? Yeah. My own damn house because I don't trust anybody else. All right. That's acceptable. Uh, who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Favorite wrestler growing up? Yep. We're on a time schedule. Five, You're on my time four. schedule here. Come on. <laughs> give me a break. Uh, if, if I had to pick somebody, I wouldn't say I watched them growing up, but it was – if I had to pick, it would probably be Brody. 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 All right. Good one. All right. Yeah, okay. How's yeah, that for an answer? All right. Fine. I love it. No, I see, love it. Now, now you did it. Yeah. You, you know, I'll give you segments. a little kudos. That's a lot because of the history and the, the tapes and everything we so, used to watch. So here's your feel good moment. So let's rewind. Let's, let's do a whole rewind. We know your dad started out in the business. Yep. All right. Bring us to your first match with your dad where he was you know in the back you were you know bring us back to your childhood where you know it all so came my to first life my you. first memory is yeah that, is that yeah kind of there where we we're go going? okay for, where it all came to life for you so i would say my very first memory within professional wrestling was and you're gonna have to help me with this if you can dig into that brain of yours um i was Sitting ringside, I was picked up um, and carried on the shoulder of uh, Haystack Ross. Correct. It was at and, uh, US 41 Sports Complex. Correct. So that was one of my first and uh, fond memories of it. Like just the the atmosphere, the participating in it. Like I had no idea this was going on. And uh, yeah, he picked me up out of the crowd and carried me around ringside on the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, we talked about that when Trevor was in, you mm -hmm. know, on the podcast. 
Uh, we talked about that moment. Yeah, get some know. size. Yeah, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Trevor's lounging in Sarasota right now, you know, and uh, good for him. You know, living the life of you know, someone in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopee. <laughs> so, yes, that was my first, that was my okay. first fond memory. All right. And so then what drew you into being in the business of wrestling? From that moment, where was it? You're always with your dad on the weekends, or going away to a wrestling show. Was it just like over time? You just felt like it was second, you know, nature to you being in wrestling, and you, that's what you wanted to do. So I was very fortunate enough to grow up through professional wrestling, and every weekend. Every weekend. It could have been Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It could have been Saturday, Sunday. Doesn't matter. Every weekend. When I say every weekend, it was every damn weekend. (laughs) I didn't have any other hobbies outside of school. I didn't do anything else. It was wrestling Mm -hmm. on the weekends. And we used to travel to all these different shows when he was filming, refereeing. Um, (laughs) There were times where he would film a show and ref at the same time. Or he would have a crew with him to film. So it was doing that every weekend. It was consistently doing that. And um, really just, you know, growing up through it and mm. and really getting a feel for the brotherhood and the, the, the bond that a lot of these guys have and bonding over one thing, and that's professional wrestling and putting on a good show. And um, it, it, was, it's, it was a very humbling. Humbling, I guess, would be a good word. Um, it was, it was something that not a lot of people experience, mm-hmm. um, fortunate enough for me and, you know, some prior guests of yours, um, Brian Allen, Kazile, mm-hmm. you know, growing up through the business like that is something that is not very common. And, um, but yeah, it was just going to all these different shows, seeing the atmosphere, the just bonding over wrestling like just it's, mm-hmm. it's it was an escape for a lot of people so and I, I i clicked with that really really at a young age now i know that you followed into the footsteps you refed correct the first promotion you legitly refed for first promotion that i legitly refed for it was from what i remember you might and correct me if i'm wrong here because you might know but it was uh Underground Championship Wrestling at the time, yep. now known as Freelance Underground. Yes. Uh, this was in Joliet. September of, I don't know the date exactly, uh, but it was September of 2009 is when I had my first first, first, first match. Yep. Yep. If you're not including what I did with Jimmy Blaze no, back I mean, at no, CCW, this, but um, legitimate refereeing match was September of 2009. September of 2009. So now you've done them. You big part of Golly. Golly. Golly was a huge show uh, for me. And that was very eye-opening because that was, I was kind of let off uh, on my own. And shout out to to Mason Conrad and Brian Caselli because they were the ones that used to pick me up all the time, bring me to the Golly shows to ref. Um, but yeah, Golly was my first promotion that I was kind of let off by myself without having to go with you or, or anything like that. That was, you know, golly free, uh, you know, underground, uh, Vanguard. Um, yeah. Vanguard. Yep. Flash in the pan. Yep. Um, <laughs> a lot of good talent on those. I was looking back at some pictures and Vanguard had some really good talent on those shows, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some other promotions here. Cause I, I mean, back in the, there were so many that, you know, Blitz, uh, yes. Blitz um, that's yeah. no longer around. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. It, it was just following in your footsteps of kind of jumping around to different promotions and roughing. Now, I, I said this earlier before a little break. You, you're coming in to do all this managerial stuff. What gives you your credentials to be a manager? Because a manager and a commissioner are two different things and – there's nothing else. 
like being a manager? So what are your credentials? And don't say uh, because you watched me do it, all right? Because uh, I don't do it the way you are starting to do it. See, and I, I, I again, I beg to differ. I, I think being as commissioner, you learn a lot of things. You see a lot of the back and you, you manage people. I I managed a whole roster of talent. So what's the difference? And why can't I say that that was part of my experience of getting into managing a crew? What's wrong with that? And learning from you and learning and studying. What's what's the problem with that? See, see, okay, here, I'll, I'll turn it back to you. Where'd you get your experience? Where did I? Yeah. I've studied. Oh, Studied, right? Okay. Yes, I studied, but I also, too, when I came in, you know, started doing the roughing and then transitioned over, okay, because I've already had the, had the feel for it, okay? I Sounds like we're walking the same path here, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Thank but, you. But, no, I mean, you guys... We, I followed in the footsteps of you between going around to different promotions, refing, and we'll, we'll, we'll open the door a little bit here. So with Jimmy Blaze, so I started to ref with Powell 20, 2017. I did a couple shows. I went to Jimmy at that time and told him that I was not – getting tired of reffing, but I was looking for a change and looking for something different. And Jimmy gave me the opportunity to start this commissioner type of role. It was at the time it was interim into the board of directors. If anybody yes. remembers this. Yes. The board of directors. And when the board of directors kind of dismantled and I'll be honest, I didn't know what I was in for. And with that role, I, at the time I didn't think I deserved it, but Jimmy gave me the opportunity. So I'll always be appreciative of Jimmy for that. But, uh, you know, my views have changed a little bit. Uh, all the manipulation that you have done and uh, taking Donnie out first with Logan Steele. This would be our first chance taking a look at Logan Steele. Why is um, everybody hung up on Donnie? Why is it Donnie this, Donnie that? Donnie was just wrong place, wrong time, and he that's just how it happened. He is one of the top fan favorites in yes. Powell Entertainment. And that's right. And and you know what? The the odds were in our favor because now when we make an example out of Donnie, then that'll just right. that'll just mean more. And again, look, Donnie has the experience. Donnie's been around for a long time. But again, we need some new faces. And do you think with Logan being around Tyler Sullivan and Sean Priest and Acid Jazz Myself, do you think he's not learning a thing or two? Do you think he doesn't have some good mentors that could possibly um, yeah, top well, Donnie? Yeah, we, we've seen how Tyler Sullivan demented Kazile. And look where that led because, you know, Kazile was under Tyler Sullivan's tutelage for a while. And look where Kazile's at now. Look where he's at. Uh, where he's at now, he just he is fresh off of a loss to Mason Perks. That's fine. With the Midwest and title, you know what? And Kazile worked his way up that ladder and got that title. Kazile mm -hmm. is one of the top guys in Power Entertainment today, and he worked his way up that ladder. And everything changed once he met Tyler Sullivan. Well, we'll just see how about that. You did get lucky uh, at Summer Explosion with your debut lucky? tag team. Yes, lucky against two people in the biz that have been you know, as a staple on the independent scene, especially here in the Midwest. Look, I grew up watching Acid, and he was one that always caught my eye because he was always the one doing the moonsault and the, the high-flying Acid. He was yes. always one that caught my attention. Paulie Tomaselli has been around for a long time. Um, and you know what? Uh, that match, I think it went just uh, the way that it should have went. Yeah, but they offered five more minutes, right? What? Or, why? Why give, the, why give the fans the satisfaction of five more minutes? We won. Goodbye. 
Oh, I, I don't one think and that, I, you know what? One and oh. Uh, I'm sure, especially knowing Paulie Tomaselli, uh, he's going to hold you guys to that. He doesn't forget too easy, so I'm sure you crossed his path, and I'm sure with acid, a seasoned veteran that – He sure is, yes. Uh, Very. Uh, he, I, he's not going to forget either. So I actually think that you're going to definitely have your hands full – or your tag team there of Acid Jazz and Sean Priest is going to definitely have their hands full if they have to tangle with Tomaselli and Acid again. And you know what? And, and that's fine. Again, we we are prepared. You know, and Paulie's in the probably one of the best shapes that I've seen him in a very long time. So, Paulie, you look great, but um, don't let it all go to your head. Okay, we have the talent on our side that can literally I'm telling you we are going to take over Pow. Well, there's gonna... there is a lot of talent within Pow Entertainment and we're going to try to piece them take them apart piece by piece by piece. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> I mean, uh Mason Perks, uh he's going to fight for that title cuz he just got it. Uh-huh. Scott Spade, he will turn on you in a dime to keep his title. The tag team, there is not enough beer that you could offer IPA to get anywhere near those tag team titles. I know. I used to have to order their beer. I used to have to pay for that beer order. Trust me. I know. <laughs> it's not a pretty tab. No, it's not. <laughs> Again, there's things that I did within Powell that nobody realizes. Especially like that beer tab IPA. I don't know. Well, uh, we'll have to uh, maybe get a, a beer pub match or something like that and don't look at me. Loser, he can talk uh, to Jimmy Blaze about that since he wants loser, to run. Uh, since he wants to run pays the bill. That, 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 that is true. I mean, now I've known Jimmy for quite some time, and I'm sure the minute he sees that beer tab, he's going to put a kibosh to that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Good a luck. One, a one and done. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, pal. Uh, well, I, I don't know what else more to uh, kind of tag in on you on this because I don't understand why you want to – Bite the hand that been, has been literally feeding you. So, okay, I'll touch on this then. Pow Entertainment is my home. That is my home promotion, okay? And everything that I did, right, I have a, I'm very, very, very bitter of everything that happened okay. to the years that I put in to this. To just be thrown to the curb like trash. So you weren't thrown to the curb. Yes, I and was. then also to yes, Okay. I was. But then if you knew your contract was expiring and Jimmy still didn't do nothing about it, why didn't you find another little you know a backup or go to another promotion that could use your services Newsflash, like that? I had a backup. This is my backup. I told you. You're going about it wrong. How? You're going about it wrong and because you deceived everyone. You deceived everyone. I killed time. We got any popcorn? <laughs> this is good. Let's yeah, I still want my drink, like... by the way. <laughs> Isn't there a producer or somebody around here that could give me some water? Uh, what, what, are, what kind of show are we running here? Well, uh, maybe we're on a so here, here. So <laughs> again, POW is my home promotion, okay? I loved POW, and I still love POW, but I am going to get back what's rightfully mine, and that's taking over that's power and uh my crew is gonna they're gonna get what they're deserved as well all right well i tell you what hopefully you could keep acid jazz from choking on hot chocolate hopefully you could keep tyler sullivan and oh uh sean priest out of the graveyards and um i mean mean, they're not dead they're not zombies you know they're into some goofy voodoo-ish Death type. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Right? And Logan Steele, you know, quite honestly, I say to this guy, maybe Donnie will get the upper hand on him and get a little bit of revenge for that, um, you know, beatdown that he took. And, uh, you know, hey, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he tries to get his hands on you. And I'll tell you now. Nobody is going to get their hands on me. Wow. Well, with all that being said, uh, we're going to just go ahead and take a quick break and get a word in with our sponsors. This is Dazzling Donnie, and you are listening to the Hillbilly Records Podcast. 
Hillbilly Wrecker fans, are you looking for a fast and delicious meal after a long day at work? Stop by Chicago Pizza Authority on Summit Street in Elgin for the school night special. Just $18.99 for a 16-inch, one-topping, thin-crust pizza, plus your choice of a two-liter of soda. Carry-out and delivery only. All right, and welcome back. Uh, we're here with uh, Mr. Uh, Christopher Hedford, and uh, we're going to get into the videos. How did these videos be get produced? How did you put them out there? How... Yeah. Just yeah, how I'd like to know how did you did this, manipulate yeah. the, uh, the screen the sound and, and the video. <laughs> See, that's a little trick I'm not going to let you all in on, but uh, that's a great question. The, the videos were my way of <laughs> taking the time to make sure that all the pieces of the puzzle were together and to just mess with the POW fans, you know, because I needed something to do. I was sitting in the crowd, and I have this plan in my mind, and I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do anything yet. I'm not going to just release the hounds. You have to carefully plan. And with this video, these videos that were coming up, it was to get people on edge because I wanted them worried. I wanted them scared. I wanted them to really think about what's going on. Why? Why is this happening? Who's doing this? Who's behind this? And um, yeah, the the, man, the manipulation of the system, I'm not going to touch on for legal reasons for POW Entertainment. But uh, yeah, it was, it was to get people's attention because uh, the only thing that they should have their eyes on right now is the reckoning. Well, that's absolutely true. I mean, all Got eyes your attention, are, didn't it? It did. It, all eyes are open now. So now we just got the timing of this. Like, uh, you know, you, you said, you know, from Rage that you started planning all this. Yep. Then now, like, the video is coming out. What was your timing? What was your goal of, for all of this to happen? Was it all See, to happen at Explosion? Was it to be all in front of that big crowd at Brower House? Was it to have that, that big pop that... I, I could give look, a, is that what you were looking for? First off, I could give a damn about the pop of the fans, okay? I was there to send a message. So the timing of everything was important, and those videos, if you go back, if you actually listened to those videos, if you were present at those videos, everything had a meaning. Everything had a message. And as the days went on, as the plan continued to grow, Everything started coming together. And uh, no, there was no plan to do this like, summer explosion. There was when everything was ready to go, we were going to show up. Plain and simple. And it just so happened to be summer explosion was that time. All right. Well, you mentioned earlier of a fifth member and then quickly went over to no four members. Was that so misspoke or did you misspeak? Speak about that? Did you? So no, 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 no. Let me let me clear this up right now. I said when I was let go, five people reached out to me, and four you've seen so far. I didn't say nothing about a fifth member. Maybe there is though. Maybe there's not. But I didn't say nothing. Those are your words, buddy, not mine. All right. right, Don't be trying to tangle them up. Those are those are my. That is exactly what I said. If you go back and listen, I said five people reached out to me. Right. Four of them you've seen. Okay, but that doesn't insinuate. What? That just means that you've seen four of them. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> if there's a fifth member, I would like well, to know. Look, there's, there are plans up my sleeve that I'm not going to tell anybody about. And the only people that know about it is my crew, The Reckoning. And, um, but yeah, hey, maybe. Uh, and you know what? I'm t- we're taking applications. So maybe if you want to join or if you think you're willing or you think uh, – you might want to get behind this faction here in Power Entertainment. So, well, I mean, yeah, let me know. Four guys right off the bat, that's a pretty big faction. That's right. You know, and you know all about factions, Mr. Conflict Crew. Uh, yes, I do. And don't tarnish what I have accomplished because of you're not thinking straight and you think that you, you I know would, all the answers. I would never, but, ever tarnish the Conflict Crew. 
So we're going to step outside of Pound Entertainment here for a minute. Speaking of conflict, crew, right. you realize what I'm doing up in Michigan for UWE, correct? Yeah, I've seen some... Uh, I've heard about it, yes. Glimmer okay. to it. See, that is a whole other side of independent wrestling for me. That is a, another thing that I am doing up in Michigan. And uh, yeah, I, I might have taken the conflict crew name. But that's, I would never tarnish it. That is to grow it. Eric Freedom has been kind of filling me in here and there how you have uh, been handling yourself with the conflict crew. And uh, that's right. You know, he has let me know that you've gotten yourself in a pickle here and there and uh, so forth. But, uh, you know, like you're, you're a like grown father, ass like man. Son, huh? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're a grown ass man. And I haven't had to step in or anything like that. Not that, uh, I don't think I would need I, to. I don't think he wants you at this point. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm bloody. I, I'm. I have everything under control. Mass Marauder and Tommy McCobb up there in UWE. Uh, yeah, we we have things handled. So, all right. Well, I'm not going to travel up to uh, Michigan, but you start creating the wrong waves here in Powell Entertainment, which is also my home. Nice as. Don't don't be surprised that I will step in and intervene myself. And how would you do that? An old dog ain't gonna tell you all his tricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Okay. You, you might have been taught everything that you know, but I didn't teach you everything that I know. Look at you with your fancy words. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing fancy about it. <laughs> That's fine. And you know what? And hey, I've learned from you. And I've learned from the best. So, I, uh, like I said, I have all these things up my sleeve. Well, that you do. Uh, you have been around the business. I will give you your I, credit on that. You have been around the business. My whole life. Yes. You, you started in, what, 99, correct? In 99. I was born in 94. So, I literally, my whole childhood is professional wrestling. In and out. That is true. We have traveled the roads. Even uh, picked up a few names here and there. We have, <laughs> you know, have we? Have you ever talked about the Iron Sheik situation? Uh, yeah, but you know what? I, I'll, I'll like, I'd like to hear your words. <laughs> hear on hear it. my I mean, side, okay? Yeah, we'll hear your side. So this is a fond memory that I have in my brain here. So we are doing. Uh, you are? Are you roughing the show for? It was no, actually, uh, was I filming? was just more. I was filming and helping run the uh, locker room. Gotcha. Okay. So. The Iron Sheik needed to be picked up from the airport. Mm-hmm. Bat, I mean, we, we've picked up a couple names yeah. in our day, you know, with, you know, traveling and going to different shows and whatnot. And um, you never know when the opportunity is going to be be there to help to, you know, you just never know. Right. So. And we it wasn't were, far. We, it was at Four Point Sheridan. Correct. It was basically yep. right across the right street. Right across from, the street from O'Hare, right? O'Hare. Yep. So we, we head to the airport. We get to uh, we get to the gates there. We pull up, and Sheik is standing outside by himself. I think, right? And yeah, well, I had to park because we didn't right. know where he was, and I left you with him. Well, that's the thing. So we pulled up. Sheik is standing there. I get out of the car, and do you remember what year this was? Just to give the listeners an idea of my age at the time. Oh, oh my goodness! This was. <laughs> Um, I, I, I will. I, I will say two thousand, two thousand nine. I think it was. It might. It might have been a little earlier than that. I think. But so I was. Let's see, ninety four, two thousand four. So I was maybe anywhere between ten and twelve. To, ten to twelve. Yes, ten okay. to twelve. So this man here leaves me with the Iron Sheik at the airport, standing outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't say a word to me. Nothing. He didn't. No, he didn't uh, say a word to me. Okay. I didn't even know if he knew what planet he was on. R.I.P. Sheik. Nothing, you know, but <laughs> that's just what was going on at that point. So you finally pull up with the van. We had the nice, uh, the white van at the time, right? The, um, Pontiac, Montana. Yep. <laughs> so, and that van was infamous. I mean, we did. Oh. camera work out of that we did uh live mixes out of those vans and oh, so yeah. anyway it was a production van so we we had the van he pulled up uh Sheik sits up front i get in the back so i'm just sitting and 
I mean, let's be honest. I, I don't know what to take of the man at the time. I mean, I'm a young kid. I just know him as Iron Cheek, and I've seen him on <laughs> videos and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, I mean, we're going to go into this full, full hand. So, uh, Mr. Sheik was asking for his medicine. His medicine. <laughs> Listeners, if you want to use your imagination, go right ahead. It, he was asking... Let's just say it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time he asked his medicine, I told him that the promoter had. Yep. I'm not naming names, but I said you have to see the promoter. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm bringing you straight to the venue. I need mm-hmm. my medicine. Yeah, need well, my medicine. it's at the venue. I would not. He was trying to get me to yes. stop and go get him whatever. Yep. No. And, you know, it's so, the promoter. <laughs> so we're driving. And remember, this is a short distance from the airport to the venue. Um, like a five-minute drive? At least. Somewhere around there. <laughs> we pull out of the airport. Sheik decides that he wants to hawk a loogie out the window. <laughs> oh, no. Please so, tell me your window was closed. <laughs> well, well it, was half. it was halfway. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I'm in the back seat. Sheik rolls down. The window's down halfway. Goes... And hawks up this loogie, as only the Iron Cheek would, goes to spit it out the window, and misses, and gets it all over the window. So, my dad's concentrating on driving at this point. I do see this. And he sees this out of his peripherals, and I see this happen. Sheik, nonchalantly... I know you all can't see me here, but he's nonchalantly talking to my dad, looking at him while using his right arm to smear it into the window. Like he's trying to get rid of it so nobody can see. Oh, my God. I thought you were saying he spit out the window and it, like, came back and went nope. right near. Nope. And I, 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 I do say I the look of his face in the rear view mirror... Was like was I like, just saw, like I just uh, saw, uh, like the best. like it was disgusting, <laughs> like, and that memory will live with oh me forever. So thank you very much. <laughs> yes, it, seriously, <laughs> head shine in your window. Yes, head turned to the left, talking to my dad, right, right oh, on, yeah, going in a circle motion, smearing it into the window. Okay. Now here's oh here's a back here's a backstory, and Eric Freedom. Can relate to this. He knows this story. When she, you know, got in the car and all that, he gave me a thing that came from the plane that contained a pillow and a small blanket, like in a little plastic thing. Okay, uh-huh. mind you, thank you, Sheik. That's awesome. Kept it in the car. Kept it in the car. Think nothing of it. <laughs> oh, booked, I know this. I know where we're going with this. Booked on a show. For Eric, okay? Well, everybody knows the normal way. 294, 94, boop, 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 Grand Rapids up into, you know. Down, over and up. Yeah, okay. Well, my bright idea in looking at the map was, well, it looks about the same distance. So I'm thinking I'm going to run the upper peninsula. So up and over. Up and over. I call Eric. Oh my god! Oh. And say, dude, I am running late. This is taking a hell of a lot longer than I thought. Where are you, Escanaba? Escanaba, Escanaba. Okay. And he's like, mm. "You're kidding me." No, dude, you're still like five hours away. Oh my god! So, Mind you, we were probably already driving for probably five, four, four hours four, at least. Oh, you would have just been getting there. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so, as I'm running the Upper Peninsula, it's getting dark. It's starting to it's cool out, starting to snow. He's getting tired. What do I have in the car? The thing that the sheep gave with a pillow, the blow-up pillow and, and the, the blanket. blanket. From the airplane. From the airplane. And gave that to him, and he crashed, and I turned around, and... I had that family trust for going over that Mackinac Bridge or whatever the hell it was yep. a lot faster than I should have been. 
but by the time I got to that show, and again, I walked in, Eric and uh, Tracy looked at me. Eric had this look on his face is like, I should kick your ass. <laughs> but Tracy said some sweet nothings in his ear, and he said, get in the locker room. Yep. Like, okay. <laughs> but also contributing to Eric's anger was Vincent Stone, the ring announcer at the time, going throughout the show, Escanaba! <laughs> Escanaba! So knowing that I'm the main referee yeah. at the time was... There's always, and I've heard this on the podcast before, but there's... Always a Michigan story. Everybody yeah. has <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. It's always a Michigan story. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, I told a good one. Yeah, you want to um, nope. go on that one? How about the night you threw the Ronchata bottle? Oh. Uh, how about that one? Uh, well, I don't remember too much of that. Um, but the night ended at the uh what hotel was that the uh, uh econo econo lodge econo lodge <laughs> um this was the uh. night that uh yeah we ended at the hotel uh rumchata bottle may or may not have been drank and i chucked that thing into the woods or into the streets for it to never be seen again <laughs> Um, and that it may have been the same night, uh, that I sent Jimmy Blaze a video of our shower curtains because he there gave us no... shit. He was like, oh, you guys probably don't even have shower curtains where you're staying. Me being drunk at the time, uh, sent him videos of our shower curtains in the hotel room saying we have shower curtains. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... No yeah, way. everybody has a Michigan story. I'll, I'll just we'll leave. Was it that, that the night where uh, McDonald's egg burritos were in the hotel room <laughs> that found that next morning? Oh, the next morning where they were left out the whole night, and a certain somebody went to go eat them. Put them so, in the uh, microwave. Okay, here, I know we've, microwave. We've, we've talked about this. You guys have talked about this story. I've before. heard this story. This is the story where Tom almost died on the road trip. This was the same. This, this is the is same. This is the morning. ending. This is it. the ending. So this happens in the morning. We leave early in the morning on Saturday. This is Sunday. Yeah, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Afternoon ish. One of those burritos was still out. And a certain somebody went to go eat one. Two. Uh, two. Yes, two of them. Two. And, uh, yes, uh, Tom kindly chucked, opened the patio door and chucked those out the window. And went, and they were gone, because that turn somebody would have uh, eaten those. Same one that would have slept in the bathtub. Yes. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So See, that just what was Tom's nickname for him? The Chinchilla Brothers. <laughs> yes, the Chinchilla Brothers. And if you know who they are, you know. You just know. <laughs> Um, yes. Or, so, yes. And yeah. Getting back to it, uh, Michigan is is always fun. Um, things have changed a little bit now because of some things now with Inbound Entertainment and myself, but um, there's always a Michigan story. That's it. So Well, okay. At least we ended the uh, podcast here on a little bit of a happier note. I guess so, yeah. yeah happier. All right. So, any social media you want to put out there to let everyone know that you're doing this manager thing? And Yeah, I mean, if you you want to follow me on social media, I have my Facebook. It, it's just Chris Hedford. My, my Instagram, it's C underscore Hedford. Also, just Chris Hedford on Instagram as well. So, I mean, it's not hard to find me. If you want to look me up, look me up. And, uh, yeah, and you know what? Follow Powell Entertainment because uh, they're going to give you the latest scoop on everything as well. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. You're on the podcast. We definitely – And uh, Hillbilly Records podcast, I guess. Cheap plug for you guys. Congrats. Okay. Does it make you feel better, happier? Well, yes. You know, I appreciate you – you know, uh, respecting the studio rules. Of course, I would respect Studio 444. I'm still a little <laughs> upset that you guys 
started without me and got another guest. Which well, how I do mean, you how are you going to replace me with a braille? Well, a braille. well uh, things got to get done. Shows got to go on, yeah, and uh, and that's fine. But a, like a braille I, is one of the top. And you know the kids got a kids got a heart of kids got a heart of gold and can take an ass whooping and comes back no matter what. But replacement from moi? please. Yeah, now that you've had your say, and uh, we're going to definitely see what goes on here in the future with uh, POW Entertainment. Sorry yeah. that we didn't end. There's, the happy note went out the window, didn't it? Yes, it did. Thank you very much. Sorry. Uh, we cannot forget the sponsors that are making this show definitely possible. Yes, absolutely. Thank you again to our sponsors, Chicago Pizza Authority and Elgin, POW Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law offices of Christopher Hoff. Hoff, 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 Hoff. All right. And then Fonzie and the Dago Tees for letting us use the song King of the Hill for our theme song. That's so, it. Nicholas H., thank you very much. Mr. Chris Hedford, well, thank you for showing up in a you know somewhat timely manner. But yeah. thank you, guys. Yeah, we had a great yeah. Thank you show. very much. Abreu. Thank you. I'm sorry that uh, you got pushed out by this guy. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, it won't happen to the again. back of the line. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's enjoying that Chicago Pizza Authority pizza. Get so some size, kid. Wherever it went. All right, there you go, fans. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah.